Welcome everyone to the Spectrum of Health podcast. I'm Dr. Christine Schaffner, and today my guest is Gina Bria. Gina has become a dear friend and she's the founder of the Hydration Foundation. I had her on my series last year, The Future of Health, where she talked about why the new water science changes all the priorities for human health and the planet. And the launch of Body Electric 2.0 that Gina is a part of this summit. And I thought it would be really fun to have this talk air again on the podcast. Again, please check out her talk on Body Electric 2.0 as well and her amazing resource, thehydrationfoundation.org. This is where it counts when we get to uh, be in each other's ears and see each other. And Mm -hmm. if you don't mind, I would really love to start this hour together with a prayer. May I do that? Oh, please, please. As we take a breath and recognize that we are water beings. We actually are made of water and we are therefore connected to all living things through the vibrations of water and through our commonality of being water creatures with every other living creature, every other living cell is a water-based being. So we seek the peace and the knowledge, the archive that water holds to inform us about who we are and how we can draw on water's wisdom to heal our planet in such need and all its creatures in such need at this moment in time. So we ask and we receive the wisdom of water in our hour together now. May we walk out of this hour with more potent ideas and reverence for who we are and what we can accomplish and do together. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Gina. That's lovely. And I think it's just such a important time to feel that connection um, yes. with each other right now. And My community has heard a lot about structured water and exclusion zone water, but it's still a really new concept, right? And it's still, you know, a new science. So just to get everybody up to speed, can you just share, you know, really what are we talking about when we talk about structured water? And Christine, I don't really know how I got selected for this role in uh, in life, but here I am. And I'm really excited to tell you that water is nature's most important invention. It's extraordinary, and it's the basis of all life. And water is a, uh, it found in all living things, and it's a extraordinary flow, of course. And the flow goes from vapor to liquid to ice. And that's our, that's our community understanding of it as it exists now. That's what we're taught in our biology class. But if you understand that water's on a spectrum, and that it's flowing between all those states in the hydrological cycle of the whole earth and also inside our bodies and inside our cell structure, that water is always moving in this flow structure and it's trying to get through the whole cycle all the time. And what Dr. Pollock discovered is that between liquid and ice, there's a very long stretch of that spectrum of water where it's actually in a more viscous form. And this, it's, grow, it's literally getting thicker or thinner. It's going towards ice. It doesn't need temperature to, to accomplish this. It's only temperature that actually then solidifies it into ice crystals. But way before it ever gets to the 
uh, stage of ice between liquid, there's a long liquid crystalline state in which the molecules are basically lacing up like snowflakes and organizing themselves to become more coherent. And this stage is the most prominent stage of water on the planet. It is far more prominent than liquid. And we're not used to thinking of water outside its liquid or its ice stage. We sometimes give attention to vapor, but actually the most prominent form of water is it in this stage where it's going from slightly 10% more than liquid all the way to something as dense as cartilage in our bodies or uh, becomes very thickened and straightens up like something in the fascial structure. So this stage is water stage that it's seeking all the time. It wants to get to here in the process of water because that's where water decontaminates itself. It's mm -hmm. Water electrifies itself. So water uses this stage to literally be the filter of itself. It's where it cleans everything up and it gives it additional energy. And then it goes on to process. That's why water is the universal solvent and it's the cleanser that we haven't yet figured out how to activate more carefully in our modern environments. Mm -hmm. What a beautiful description. And every time I, you know, learn about structured water, I learn something new. So I um, appreciate you sharing that. And, you know, of course, you know, we want to talk about the environmental pieces of this puzzle. But I, um, again, you know, just being, you know, a physician and, you know, really talking about health, I really want to dial into how structured water really impacts our health and our physical body and how I, when I've been learning more about this, I just think, okay, you know, our health is really dependent on the how much exclusion zone or structured water we have in our body. And so that's my oversimplification. And so can you just take us, Gina, on the journey of like the structured water inside ourselves? And then I want to absolutely give you the opportunity about how you talk about how fascia is this water, water irrigation system, because I don't think anyone really has put that together. And that's something that I'm like super curious about. Too, and I love learning about. So <laughs> me too. So <laughs> let's, let's start with the knowledge that inside of us are, are different kinds of water. Uh, so there's H2O, which is in the liquid form, which is what we first ingest, although I'll share ideas about how to ingest water that's more than liquid. So just very quickly on that point, a high plant diet is full of structured water in its most pristine and beautiful form. Mm -hmm. So we should be getting the majority of our hydration from a high plant diet from plants around us. That's one point I want to share. But in the meantime, noticing that there's different kinds of water and that our body and the water inside of us, and I'll stop and say through Dr. Pollock's work, who had he had the uh, brilliant idea to count up, calculate how many molecules are water molecules inside of us versus other kinds of molecules inside of us. The number comes out at an astounding number. So for your listeners who are hearing this for the first time, the molecular count of water inside of us is actually 99%. And that's because the water molecule is so small that it makes up the most volume. But that's important to then reconceptualize what hydration really is and what we're talking about now and what the, the modest notion that eight glasses a day that we throw down our gullet somehow is how hydration happens. You know, what a primitive idea, mm. very unsophisticated. But if we go back to understanding that our bodies are a function 
to work just like a plant does to turn the water that comes into us, the liquid water, into a more uh, viscous, concentrated state and become then able to do different kind of work in the body. So different kinds of water do different kinds of work in the body. We need all of that work happening. And what we want to caution people about is that tap water and bottled water and the way we treat water as moderns by uh, treating it in water plants or pressurizing it through pipe. Uh, changes water in a state that it's seeking, its natural state of this beautiful cleansing, purifying state, we disorganize the molecules that way so that they fall out of relationship with each other or even proximity to each other, and they can't do the exchange of electrons. When they, the molecules get close enough, they share electrons, and that starts a cascade, which here's the big point drives energy. So mm -hmm. now we're getting actual internal energy from the kind of water that we have. So if you notice, most people are expressing fatigue. You know, that's one of the first things that come in clinical presentation. I'm so tired all the time. It's because the water we're ingesting isn't giving us the energy that water is designed to do in nature to give us to live. So we're very low voltage water. Mm -hmm. And what I want to share is all the techniques to get your water's voltage up. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. that happens when the water then is gets electrified. Once it has a higher voltage, it's able to move into the cell. Inside the cell is only this kind of water. That's what the cell's purpose is. It's like a little Petri dish full of jelly water. Mm -hmm. And that water then runs all the protein folding and unfolding. And that's only one of its many, many purposes. These, these, it also excludes toxins coming into the cell. So if you don't have a lot of that kind of water in, it's much harder for your, the solutes in your system to be, you be, to be protected from those and to have them move. Remember, we're a flow system, move into the lymph, which is a more liquid system, and then flow out. So this relationship between gel and liquid actually functions on many levels. It's an electrical channel and it's a detoxification channel because this gel water, these molecules get so close to each other, they get so electrified that they actually create a kind of molecular net that squeezes out any solute. So there's literally no room for toxins inside your cell. Wow, that is huge news. Mm -hmm. So we are capable of creating our own foundational filter inside of ourselves. Mm -hmm. That's extraordinary. And that's only, it's extraordinary if we pay attention to it, but really it's just the way the body runs in a healthy fashion. <laughs> so it's mm -hmm. mundane and miraculous all at the same time. Absolutely. And what a, yeah, I know you're doing such a great job of, you know, bringing this, um, you know, picture to light inside the body. And I, you know, a lot of our work is around detoxification. So we talk a lot about aluminum and fluoride and glyphosate and, you know, all of the things that um, really can make us sick. And so I love this lens of, you know, really empowering people because detoxification can be challenging and there's so many intricate protocols, but this should be the foundation, right? Of any really it's functional system. Like you may be giving yourself supplements, but how are you, they actually going to get out of the body? So when we talk about hydration at the hydration foundation, 
we make sure people understand that it isn't just getting in. Mm -hmm. It's a flow system where you're getting out and you need high hydration, excellent quality hydration. You're running your whole system if you're 99% water. Mm -hmm. And let me just do an illustration really quick. So here's a cup, right? I'm just doing this. If I put that on my shoulder, you can get a sense of the volume of water I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. The idea that it's all liquid and that we have to guzzle all that is incorrect. What we're doing is actually getting a certain, certain amount through a high diet in plants, and then we're actually activating the electricity in whatever water is in there. Mm-hmm. And that happens through our exposure to sunlight because we're natural beings, we're sun-driven. And what's extraordinary is because, so I'm speaking now as an anthropologist, ethnography looking at the environments that we live in. Any good anthropologist would go and describe the environment that a people lives in. Well, look where we live. We live indoors with fluorescent lighting, with uh, high diets that uh, are not natural, are highly processed. They have uh, additional salts that create all sorts of imbalances in our chemical system. We have high pharmaceutical life, which are all high positive charge. All pharmaceuticals are positive charge, not a negative charge, so that the battery, the dipole of the molecule where they, they start the electrical charge is imbalanced. We, have dry, we literally have d- drywall. Well, the first time I like really noticed that, I just laughed. It was like, oh my God, I'm living in drywall. <laughs> um, I'm surrounded by carpetings and couches and all these materials that literally suck out hydration in our environments. And then you add to that the electronic devices, which are electromagnetically dehydrating. They create all sorts of havoc in our hydration system. So now you can understand why hydration has come to the forefront as both the problem and the solution. And that's what the Hydration Foundation was founded for, to really package this for people. Thank God we found Dr. Pollock. We're just in time in our new dehydrated environments, which equal desert communities, literally. They equal living in a desert. We now have new ways to understand water just at the right time to help us adapt as human biology to our new environments and create much more powerful flexibility and adaptability get our health back. Mm-hmm. I am. Um, no, that, that's wonderful. I, I, you know, a lot of our um, community knows about the, you know, we're not afraid of the sun, you know, in this community. And we know the power of also all these light therapies and technologies that are coming out with photobiomodulation. And we also do photodynamic therapy in the office. And, you know, again, a lot of our patients too struggle from environmental illnesses. So they may, um, you know, have, you know, uh, be sick from a water damaged building, or, you know, we know that our, the materials that we use are not life affirmative in a lot of ways. And this right. is this whole other lens to, I, mm-hmm. I hadn't thought about it as the environment being actually dehydrating. That's, mm-hmm. that's really interesting. Also, what's important to share is that because we can manipulate the water molecule ourselves, going out into sunlight actually helps charge the water within you and create more energy and power within the water inside of you. So what I want to help people shift to, who knew that sunlight was a hydrating strategy, right? Mm -hmm. What I want to help people shift to is this idea that it isn't the volume that you're drinking. It's the quality of the water inside of you. And that quality comes from the amount of voltage or electricity that it has, Mm -hmm. along with the spongibility. But I want to stick with it because I think you have a pretty sophisticated audience to listen to. Let's go right to the electrical function of water 
It's mm. so important because the other part of the story of what water is actually doing. So remember, I think water is nature's most important invention, and mm. it's actually the most sophisticated technology that we have. And when I get into these groups of people, for example, I was at the water conference uh, with Dr. Pollock in October, and there were a lot of computer scientists there this year. And they would try to buttonhole like the, the scientists because they want to create a water molecule computer because they recognize that water, the water molecules in conjunction with each other store more information than silicon. So they're all hot to create these quantum computers. We are walking quantum computers. <laughs> yeah. Come on, guys. Why are you out there trying to invent it? We are it. And so what I want to land for your audience is that the electrical power of the water within you both stores information and broadcasts it. So now hydration is the medium for cell-to-cell communication. So when we don't have adequate cell-to-cell communication or it's, it's disrupted by our electrical devices, it's hydration that runs the solution to that, that allows then the coherency of the signaling to come back into a cohesive, clear, unstatic message. So not only does water moisten, beautiful, that, that could be enough. If water just moistened, we would love you forever, right? But it also detoxifies, extremely important. It's the flow system for getting out, the static that would be coming, but it also creates these electromagnetic uh, signaling between the cells inside our body. Extraordinary information. So it turns out hydration is the place to start to face all of the modern challenges that are uh, affecting us and creating the kind of um, disease state that we find ourselves in. So again, looking out as an anthropologist and going, wow, half of our population that I'm looking at is ill, seriously ill with chronic conditions. And yet we haven't matched that to our environments being so dehydrating or figured out that what we need to find water in places that we haven't thought about before, that the quality water, we have to create quality water in our life. And that going out in sunshine or being affected by uh, infrared, beautiful, and I really believe in infrared, eating that high plant diet. Um, I had a basil, blackberry, ginger smoothie this morning. I mean, that's, you know, along with my coffee, of course. (laughs) (laughs) Can't give up coffee, right? Um, And I put ghee in my coffee because we have a study out of Dr. Pollock's lab with Abba Shama, who um, identified that ghee grows structured water. So Mm -hmm. it is itself a medium of structured water and it also increases it. So including these excellent fats that we can talk about like uh, coconut and uh, avocados, walnuts, the ones we know, um, chia seeds, high fat, they actually help us change the water inside of us, electrify it and create better, far better quality hydration. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> I better wow. Absolutely. And so, you know, for everyone who's hearing this, so we can not only use lifestyle practices and, you know, change the water within our ourselves and in our bodies to become more structured in this more high energy uh, water, but we can ingest things like healthy fats, 
you know, a lot of vegetables and plants um, have already structured water. And can you, and you already did this, but I just want to land on this because this is actually, I was doing an interview actually with Ari Witten the other day. And oh, yeah. we, we were talking about, you know, we, we get that sunlight, he's really into light and sunlight um, and, you know, how that structures, you know, our water, but it, how the ingestion of the structured water kind of changes the um, structured water within our cells and maybe within, you know, the matrix and the fascia, if you want to just maybe... Yeah. Yeah. Um, break that down a little bit because yeah, I think it's great. still, you know, a curiosity for me. Yes. So um, we, we definitely want to talk about fascia because it's a very exciting new research. First, we'll just say that the before our era, let's just call it the modern era, the industrial era, uh, people had access to this water all the time and they had a lot of indigenous practices for even enhancing it further. So they were already in the mindset that you could manipulate even good water to have more impact and power. And a quick example I'll give you is the Mayans, when they watered their fields or their crop, they would run the water off the mountain, already high structured water, full of minerals, but they would put additional ceramic tiles in their water channels so that as the water was coming down those channels, they would pick up extra energy. So that's very interesting. Of course, that affects plant health and crop health and soil microbes. And I hope we'll have a conversation about that. But I want to move it now to fascia, which is, if you can think about fascia, which is the gossamer, web-like, spiderweb-like material that we've really only begun to understand its incredible power in our life. It's one of the first systems of the body, not the last. For a long time, anatomists thought it was just like a packaging Like you'd open the toothbrush and throw the packaging away, or you'd go for the organ and you'd move away all that stuff that was around the organ so you could actually look at what a heart structure looked like or what a liver looked like. And people were peeling off the the fascia, not knowing that it's the fascia that is the delivery system for hydration in the body. It's the secret irrigation system which exists everywhere, even in the interstitium. The fascia is where water is delivered. And we have now that on screen. Christine, I think one of my highest moments in my life was actually seeing Dr. Um, uh, Jean-Claude Gimberteau mm-hmm. did, he stuck a camera under the, under the skin mm-hmm. and he tourniqueted the hand. He was a hand surgeon. He, so there wouldn't be any blood in the way. And we finally saw fascia actually at work because it wasn't all covered with red. And we saw these gossamer strands that shoot throughout our entire body, even into the um, cytoplasm of the cell, actually delivering droplets of water. And for me, that was like, what else is there to say? I went to bed that night. I was like, I was alive to see this. (laughs) So fascia, but here we go. So fascia delivers all that hydration, all that water, but it's also then delivering information in the water. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. now the entire fascial system can be understood as a, a superconducting information system throughout our entire body, much faster than the nervous system where we before put the electrical signaling. Now we understand the electrical signaling is happening at a much faster and more um, uh, high volume through fat, the fascia structure. And the fascia structure, remember, is we're covered with. It's, it's just everywhere. And if, if I can now draw an analogy, what I've been thinking about lately that I've been really loving is that if, if you're following the work on mushrooms and fungi and how there's this whole network under the tree roots 
that inform the entire uh, forest area of what's coming in, what's going out, what's going on, and how they pass um, uh, nutrition to each other. They pass information. They have fun down there. Well, that whole mycelium structure is analogous to the fascia system in our body. Mm. It's the same kind of natural structure that you would expect nature to reproduce if she came up with a really great idea. So that same mycelium quality is really what our fascia is like. It's, it's cohering everything together. So we become a unit and a conscious unit as well. If you, then you understand that it's all happening because of the water molecule, suddenly hydration becomes super interesting. And how do we find water? We, we, where do we find water that we didn't expect it? Mm-hmm. Expect it to be liquid. We don't expect it to be like really thin, fine um, collagen strands. That's a, such a surprise to us. So once you start thinking of water outside of the box of liquid, you suddenly have access to a whole new ways of thinking about water. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. And I, um, you know, I've been noodling over, you know, all the um, information you've been putting out there. And I, um, I got the book from um, Mei Wan Ho, The Living Rainbow, and, you know, how she talks a lot about, you know, collagen being a semiconductor and how it has the, she called it interfacial water, right, mm-hmm. surrounding the collagen structure and how this yeah. is, you know, alike to maybe the acupuncture system in the body and the yes. fiber optic system in the body. And so, um, do you want to comment on her work or kind of what it sounds like? Yes, I, I love Mei Wan Ho's work. I totally revere her at the Hydration Foundation on our website. I've tried to promote her work as a woman scientist who's doing it, did extraordinary work. And, you know, this tends, this stuff can tend uh, to disappear. One of the first uh, scientists to identify more than one state of water, instead of just the three that there were more than that, it was uh, Philippa Wiggins, an Australian, uh, no, New Zealand a woman scientist whose work premiered in plus one and then just disappeared, you know. So we want to keep alive this lineage. It's so important on where water's found, who's looking at it, what do they have to say about it. And what Mei Wan Ho had to say, I think is really interesting because she was working on a nano level, understanding that even at that level, what happens is, so if you take the idea of a nano tube and you just turn it forward um, and you slice off so it's a circular like a Petri dish, and then we look at it in that way, you recognize that constraints like circular disks uh, or Petri dishes or let's call it a cell structure, that round area allows signaling to ricochet. It's going to ricochet instead of just going out, that electromagnetic signaling starts becoming incredibly sophisticated. And that's one reason why it can store and conduct so much information. It literally has to do with the structure that allows this ricochet electricity to go around. And that's really fun to to think about her work in those terms. And she uh, photographed the vibrancy or the electrical, the heat that was going on around electricity in different, especially in the worm structure. So she, we could actually see the passage through, through um, heat and magnetism of water through a bean and how pre- prevalent it was. And that's when we started getting cues of, oh my God, <laughs> this water stuff is really important. <laughs> it isn't just eight glasses a day, you're great, now go on with your life and don't think about it again. It's like, how do I become this fully inhabited, fluid, full of water being if I recognize that it isn't just in liquid form, it's in this gel transfer state, almost plasma, and that I can, I can begin to activate that. 
So the last thing I want to say about fascia is, therefore, fascia structure is, is all stretched and moved and creates piezoelectricity when it's squeezed in some way. So anytime we move, any, especially the twisting motion where you actually have extra fiber tension, mm-hmm. is actually creating energy in your water system. It's another way besides sunlight to take control of your own what the kind of water within you so whenever you're moving your fascial structure you're actually literally generating electricity you're generating energy for your cells you're turning that water into electrical water it heightens it sends better signals all of this is happening i mean it's a beautiful beautiful system mm-hmm. but run on hydration <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely and i am um, i did a summit last year the body electric and it was just really the inspiration around that was just to really give um, this language of how you know our bodies you know of course work with biochemistry but this whole other biophysics nature of um you know our electrical energy and you know all of the you know, all of the things you're talking about. So you're really, you know, connecting the dots for a lot of people here. So I um, love it. And I listened to every interview on body electrics. I thought it was extraordinary because we need to shift Mm -hmm. out of our sense that we're physical, chemical beings and become aware that we're more electrical than we are chemical. Mm -hmm. We're more vibrational than we are physical. Mm-hmm. Like we experience ourselves as physical beings, but what's going on and that we're not seeing is the amount of um, information that's being exchanged and the spacing and all of that going on inside of us that is at a microscopic level. So we don't, we only see, we don't see ourselves as waveforms. We only see ourselves as uh, physical forms. And also at this conference that I was at in October, um, somebody was giving a presentation on wave and particle uh, on structured water and waves and particles. And I, I really, you know, some, we have all this science, but sometimes we realize we're missing like elemental concepts that we just didn't quite get when we were in high school. So I was sitting next to a Russian physicist, um, uh, Viktor Voikov, who's like, you know, you, uh, a cat Royal Academy of, of science, blah, 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 you know, just whatever. I mean, he's just had to have a chest full of metals. This guy is an amazing physicist. And I leaned over to him and I said, Oh my God, what's a particle? And he said, Oh, Oh, particle, particle, just super concentrated wave. I'm like, what? You just blew my mind. Mm -hmm. This, my hand is nothing more than super concentrated waves. Mm -hmm. And if we get to hold of that kind of information, which by the way, existed in indigenous communities, they Mm -hmm. were so alert to all of this vibrational possibility and the way it runs our concepts of things, including our imagination and our thought life, that we're more than um, uh, the, the, the physical boundaries that we experience. They were just not even interested in that conversation. You know, mm-hmm. it, wasn't, it wasn't even that, it wasn't that interesting. <laughs> and it mm-hmm. isn't when you think about it, how we just sort of stop here. Understanding that we are completely wave material and then understanding how to run us a, a wave system that's where our health lies now, mm-hmm. not the pharmaceutical, not the supplemental ins- inserts, although they are very important for getting us up to high function. But mm-hmm. the function, and then the, the function is an electrical function. And then finally, what I want to say about that is that health isn't the goal. Health is for something. Mm-hmm. It's for something beyond the goal. We mm-hmm. don't stop at health. We stop at our, 
our electrical broadcasting, who we are and what we uniquely are broadcasting out and contributing, that's what health is for. Mm -hmm. We do that in the best possible way. So now as we're in this pandemic and we're understanding ourselves so isolated from one another and beginning to look at each other and ask, what can we do? What can we do to understand the role of us to vibrate out broadcast from our very selves beyond the isolation that we're living in and into a, a creating new a whole new orbits around that that's mm-hmm. incredible stuff mm-hmm. i love it i love that visual and i have a very uh similar thought process to gina and you know of course people come to me who are sick and they want to get better and i, I yes. see a big part of my work is you know allowing them to you know our bodies are these barometers and these you know tools and vehicles right and for I, I'm really um, you know inspired to allow my patients to feel well enough to really feel aligned and purposeful in their mission and you know the energy that they're putting out into the world so I think it's just such a beautiful you know way to kind of reframe health and why are we you know mm. why are we seeking it right yes yeah mm-hmm. because we often think well when I get healthy then. Mm-hmm. But then the, there's not a real a real reception of what the what the then is, and also it's so healing to know that you're not just trying to get yourself back to normal. You mm-hmm. actually have a higher purpose, which is to exceed the normal that you you uh, are seeking, because you're there to be both your unique self, but also your unique self. If it's missing from the circle that we're trying to be. Uh, the, the, it can't be completed. The, the purposefulness and our ability to heal requires all healthy beings, all, all of us. And I say that because I, I also live and work with people who are, not, are, are deteriorating. They're not going to get back to the health that they are. They're on the dying path part. Mm-hmm. And so they need a sense that they have purpose too, you know, that, it, it, that beyond their health, they have so much to broadcast and to give. And that doesn't mean writing a book or, or you know, doing a podcast. Mm-hmm. It means being one's authentic self to whatever comes into your radius, um, whether it's your pet or your grandchild or your plants or um, the postman. We radiate powerful things through the amount of hydration we have inside of us. <laughs> oh. Maybe this completely, right? Um so Gina, you know, again, we'll link to your book and your website because there's like a lot of practical information about like the smoothies you recommend, yes. like the right. tangible, you know, things to intake and ingest and movement to kind of increase our structured water. But yeah. there's also um, structured water devices and yes, you know, all of that. So can you just yes. speak a little bit about how that works? And I really want to because um, I, I wish I had it next to me, but I am very fond of, uh, so the way water, uh, the molecules get close to each other. One of the ways they do is the way they spin. So if you think of a raindrop spinning through uh, the earth, when it waters the earth, actually, it's a more powerful kind of water than something coming out of your hose. So everybody knows rainwater is the great, great to grow soils with. So vortexing water, getting it into spin allows the molecules to get close enough to each other. They spin close enough to each other that they sort of start sharing electrons. So you're literally creating voltage. Now, we have interrupted water and interfered with water so profoundly in every possible place that we can that we are looking for opportunities to return water to its true original state. 
And um, when I, I have a, a, a little simple funnel, these are so simple, they just are a funnel, literally, that allows the water to spin inside of them over a series of ceramic balls, just like the Mayans were really using, very smart. And, um, and it creates voltage. So by the time it comes out the bottom of your funnel, this requires no filters, no electricity. This is using the physics and the wave particle uh, capacity of water. That water then comes out structured. So now you have another way to get structured water in your, in your body to get access to quality water. Uh, by the way, bathing is also a very important part of this story. We have absorbed vast amounts of water and water showering in structured water. All of this becomes really valuable watering your plant. So structured water devices, uh, and the one I recommend is um, with the Wellness Enterprise. They mm -hmm. have a very simple portable spin funnel that um, you stick under your faucet and pour into your cup. It's that simple. Or you can add, you know, make a whole carafe and drink during the day. Um, and I also like it because I, I throw it in my bag. I actually have one in my bag. So when I go to a restaurant and they give me a glass of water, <laughs> I'm not going to drink that water because I know it literally is de-electrifying the water inside of me. It's diluting the structured water I have. So I recommend that. They're great. They, they, um, they have a lot of power. Patrick. He's wonderful. Yeah. Oh yeah. Patrick yeah. is great. Patrick actually, their company sponsored the hydration uh, solution summit. So we've worked together very well. And, um, and uh, one of the projects that Patrick and I have worked on that I'm so proud of and, and very pleased to introduce is, the, uh, we are giving these simple water funnels to farmers mm. to put on their irrigation so that now what we're doing, Christina, which is really extraordinary, is we're putting electric electricity voltage back in the soils, mm. decontaminating them from glyphosate. Oh, wow. mm. And we can do that in one growing season. So the most urgent thing the Hydration Foundation is doing now, besides sharing this for health, is allowing... Uh, uh, the public to participate in giving these spin funnels directly to farmers. So we actually are reviving soil microbes the same way we're reviving gut microbes. Wow. And when you get that whole circle, so we have to be really big thinkers. If we want to go out and recover after the pandemic, one of the most important things we, we need is land recovery. We need to get out of this in deep imbalance. So Dr. Pollock's work now becomes key that he identified that structured water exudes solutes, gets contaminants out of range, and that's going to reignite the soil microbes enough that they start also taking apart whatever left over from the solutes in the land. So the combination of water and mycelium or microbes in the soil now can recover our land and that's where we need to focus mm -hmm. so we love our program it's uh, i think we do 99 dollars equals three acres oh, wow. so every 99 dollars someone gives us we're able to cut recover three acres by giving it to a farmer who then does it for his soils and we're spreading this um we're spreading this idea so i love that we've had a chance to talk about this getting people to think in really big cycles recognizing their body as part of a system and our planet as part of a system and why all this comes down to hydration with this best kind of water that nature designed. What else could we say?
Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I, you know, the, you know, the pandemic that we're in, we have to, you know, um, you know, it's a pause for us to really kind of recalibrate and reemerge. And, you know, we can speak like this in this community, but I, I just laugh at how our, you know, our, our government is, you know, really putting a focus on our health. And I just, and I'm like, well, if they really want to take our health to health to the next level and really make sure that we're resilient and not going to be affected by these viruses and these infections, we got to look at the soil. We got to look at our food. We got to look at our water. We got to look at our air. And, you know, I, I'm hoping that more people wake up and demand that because that's really going to change the health of our country and our, in our world. Right. And so I think that's so, it's really beautiful, uh, Gina, what you all are putting together and where can people, if they want to find out more about that project or support you or just... Yeah, so um, right now, the opportunity to donate to farmers is inside the Hydration Solution Summit. So if you go to our website, it's the first page, you register for the summit. The mm-hmm. reason we did that is we have an opportunity then to share with you hydration education and hydration tips from 30 different experts mm-hmm. on how they how they're viewing hydration, where to get water, where to think about water. We opened that summit with Dr. Zach Bush, who Mm -hmm. connects human health with soil health. And Mm -hmm. we end the summit 30 interviews later with Finney and Makepeace and the Kiss the the Earth uh, regenerative agriculture people. So we want you to have that resource. It's incredible. It's all free, all online. You can listen to it over an extended period of time. But right in that program, there's a big button that says donate $99, uh, recover three acres. We'll give these spin funnels to farmers. We have a whole network, inc- including Zach Bush. We give to the farmer's footprint. And, uh, and we'll give you a digital copy of the summit for free. That's our thank you gift because as a nonprofit, we can't sell anything. That's mm-hmm. our, you know, we, we exist as this pass through form and we're trying to do it in the smartest possible way, Christine, which is mm-hmm. look, get water to the microbes. <laughs> That's your job right now. They will pull carbon out of the air. They know what they're doing. <laughs> they'll get the air clean. They'll get the land clean. And what uh, soils filter the waters that all run into the rivers will get the rivers clean. And eventually that will get the ocean clean. And of course, all of this is cleaning up our system as well. So Mm -hmm. as we eat beautiful foods that don't have all those chemical problems, Mm -hmm. we don't put any more on the land. And they all, I love giving it to farmers because it immediately benefits the farmer economically. They save money 30 to 50% on their water bills, on their electrical bills. They don't have to put as many pesticides on. They often go down to zero. They don't need as many fertilizers just because hydration has enlivened us with voltage. Mm-hmm. What a beautiful full circle um, experience you're you're creating uh, with Patrick and um, you know Zach Bush as well. A couple of people in the chat were making sure you were connecting with him, and I think you know he has his farmer's footprint, I believe, and so he's really. Yes you know, trying to rebuild the soil. So I think it's just like such an important, um, you, we can't just think about our individual health. We have to think of our collective health and that goes back to, you know, the soil. And, um, you know, I, I wasn't able to listen to all the talks, but the talks that I caught on the hydration solution summit were amazing. And I caught Zach's and I will, um, of course, go back to them. Are there, you know, any other pearls or any other talks you want to um, highlight? Um, yes. To audience? Um, yes. Jessica just, yeah. from the tapping community. So if people who do EFT or emotional freedom techniques, so what we're doing here now is linking up our communities around the, how it impacts our hydration. 
So mm-hmm. the interview we did with her, what were we doing? We were tapping the fascia, right? Mm-hmm. And we were tapping it on the meridian points, which are the, wa- the densest water channels in the fat and in, in fascial structure. The most receptors are in the merid- meridian channels. So these are, at, we're, we're not guessing anymore. We actually, through the work of Helen McLean at um, University of Vermont, we now have the picture, we have the photographs, you know, we have the imagery of uh, electrical conduction through the fascial system and where it's most condensed matches every meridian system. Mm. Straight up. So no more chatter about, you know, what, what do we, we, we finally have these ways to talk about it to really convince people. So when you tap on your meridian points, you are literally vibrating all those um, uh, spider threads. So you think about when you touch a spider web and how it all goes out, that's what's happening. You're, you're renewing the information flow in your body. And that is a really new way of thinking about how to additionally hydrate ourselves. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I love that. We do a lot of tapping with patients and this of course is a light bulb moment that of course that makes sense, right. Of what we're doing, um, you know, with tapping and, um, a lot of, you know, a lot of these tools, right. That use biophysics like acupuncture yeah. and photobiomodulation. And, um, you know, we use frequency specific microcurrent or, you know, some other things, you know, we can really, you know, have more of a language of how is this really supporting, you know, the water irrigation system in our body and structuring the water in our cells. And, I think it's just, yeah, it all, um, it's a really great framework to understand mm-hmm. these concepts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think um, also that uh, just a quick note on the idea of electrical function of water and how important it is. We're digital people now. Mm-hmm. We understand, you know, frequency and signaling and how you can have instantaneous uh, in, digital communication like this. So we're now, av- we're now available to understand water in this way. Whereas I don't think in the 50s we would have been or in the 30s or uh, only by, you know, maybe in the physics community. Mm-hmm. But, um, but understanding that we're mostly signaling. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, you know, another very special thing that one of my aha moments that really mattered to me was, you know, I'm looking at how the cells are signaling back and forth through electromagnetic waves uh, conducted by water. And, um, and I was thinking about, you know, the cells communicating inside of my body. And I suddenly had this aha moment. Oh, my God, the cells aren't just communicating inside of me. They're broadcasting to all other cells. And I am receiving biological information from cells, cells signaling outside of me. So now it suddenly makes sense why when we go outdoors, all that signaling from nature is hitting us, why it it makes our cells uh, signaling coherent. It's bringing in way more information. So again, as an anthropologist, one of my big moments in looking at this story in a big way was realizing when we live an indoor life as a biological creature, we have literally severed vast amounts of biological information which run our systems. It's missing. When we're inside, we don't get the angle of the sun, which tells our micro, my, our molecular clocks. It's three o'clock. You're supposed to be doing this job. Why aren't you doing that? Get over there. You know, <laughs> it's sleep time, everybody. You know, all of this uh, signaling that comes from nature, including uh, pollen from trees, huge mm-hmm. signaling device in our body. You know, um, plant information that literally is signaled by electromagnetic waves. Not just when we eat the plant, but it's got its own set of signals or song, if I can put it that way, that it's singing to us. We're missing all that chorus when we are not out in nature. So mm-hmm. again, another way to hydrate is 
you know, forest bathing, getting mm -hmm. in a garden, sniffing a rose. Oh my gosh. <laughs> love it. Love it. And we, you know, we talk about, you know, all of this and uh, the, the aspects of grounding too, right? That how we, um, you know, our health is really amplified um, when we are in touch with the physical contact um, with the earth. And so I think it's a, just a beautiful story, Gina. Yes. Um, and, and again, you know, we talk about it as, oh, well, you go out to ground so you get higher electrical function. That mm -hmm. isn't the purpose. It's just the function. The purpose is to be in love with life, to be mm -hmm. in love with that soil, with your feet, with all the incredible miracles and in our perception of how miraculous, precious, rare, and revered life is to be. And we're living a half-life as our culture. Mm -hmm. We're living less than a half-life, not being so turned on. <laughs> Yeah, no, I love it. And thank you for keeping the big picture right in the forefront of our minds when we're talking about this. Thank you so much, Gina. Yeah. Gina, we'll be in touch yeah. again. Thank you so much for awesome. your time. Thank you for the window. I appreciate yeah. it. Bye. Blessings on your work. Bye. Thank you. I look forward to spending time with each of you in the next few weeks. So thank you. Bye. I hope you enjoyed my conversation today with Gina Bria. Again, please check out her talk on the Body Electric 2.0, where I have over 47 experts talking about energy, frequency, and vibrational healing. It's one of the most exciting projects that I have created to date, and I've always learned so much through creating these summits, and I hope you do too.